0: Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast
1: Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. This podcast is the place to learn about healing, transformation, potential, and radiant living. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Thank you so much for listening and learning about true healing from the inside out. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to DrRachelW.com. Enter your name and email address. And I'll also send you my nine happiness and healing essentials, which talks about my favorite healing tools. The link is in the show notes. And please like Rev Life with Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone on Facebook. Today's guest is Aaron Duffy. She has simultaneously managed two notable careers over the past 25 years. As an executive in a creative services agency in Silicon Valley, she built wildly successful customer relationships, managed creative teams and helped clients find their voice and communicate their story effectively. As a professional singer and actor, Erin was able to tap into her passion for storytelling and perform on many stages and venues across the Twin Cities. She began focusing on the American songbook and classic cabaret performance. She has been called a sophisticated siren who captures the classics with emotion and intensity, singing the story of each song as if living it. Wow, that sounds powerful. (laughs) After attending the cabaret conferences at Yale University, she became a founding member of the Twin Cities Cabaret Artists Network, serving as president and focusing on membership development and education programs. She continues to workshops in the art of cabaret performance and is in her element singing on stage. Most recently, she developed, produced, and performed her one-woman cabaret show called I Never Went Away, numerous times to great acclaim. Fundamental to both of her careers as an executive and a performer has been to tap into her deeper sense of self and her story to make a lasting impression this common thread is amplified in her proudest work to date through the creation of inspiration squared a professional woman coaching consultancy she believes our stories connect us to our inner selves and attract others to us whether in the boardroom or on the stage she has developed a system to guide professional women to focus and to elevate their unique personal voice Inspiration Squared coaching programs are designed to help amplify women's individual strengths, attributes, traits, and history in order to weave their personal and unique brand and story. Erin's ultimate goal is to guide talented professionals to use their story to ignite the world. Today's episode is called Elevate Your Unique Voice with Erin Duffy. Welcome to the show, Erin. Thanks,
0: Rachel. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be on your show today. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. I was grateful to meet you through eWomen Network Twin Cities. And so um, it was just a natural thing to have you on because I think what you're speaking to with Elevate Your Unique Voice and, you know, it's about expressing our true selves and our authenticity. And so I'm excited to share you with the listeners today.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I just love what your show is all about and the idea of, you know, recreating and enlightening and vibrating your radiance that just so aligns with, with what my, my business is trying to do. Um, yeah, exciting to be here.
1: Yeah and what I, I just take from you so much is that there's just so much depth um, to, to the way you kind of express yourself creatively and to be mm-hmm. able to pair you know what you're talking about boardroom and your own creativity and your personal you know story and soul is so beautiful so mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear more. Thank you yeah it was, it's been a fun
0: journey to to get to this point um, it was kind of an uh, in some respects I would say it was unexpected and yet when I look back at the journey um, the time of me launching my business is almost perfect awesome. uh, yeah it's been a it's been a really interesting journey for me um, and you know it was it was this time last year when I Chose to leave my corporate America job um, of 25 years. I worked for a wonderful agency uh, in the Silicon Valley for mm-hmm. 25 years, and uh, it was it was such a joy to be part of an organization that you know. St- you know I started way back in the 90s and watched the evolution of uh, create. Creation and agency work—you know, through the inception of the the web, all the way to digital and to <laughs> today—and and my agency was so open to um, to change. Cool. Um, the man who owned it was just like, "Yeah, I see the web coming. Let's get into it. Oh, I see digital coming. Let's get into it." So I feel so grateful that I was able to be part of a, a create the creative atmosphere um, to uh, be in this world of, of change and 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 make such a success of it. Um, and and I would say, you know, it was probably two years ago when I started to hear that calling of. I I think this time is over. I think I've done all I can in the agency world and I'm kind of ready for change. And, Mm -hmm. and last July, um, that, that moment happened when I realized that it didn't fit my values anymore. It didn't fit who I am today. And I, Uh I, I knew I had this, this desire, you know, to, to take all of my strengths and my passion and my skills and my experience and do something where I feel like I was giving back to the world and, and making a difference. It was quite important. Plus, as I, as you were saying earlier, I had also been a performer. I've been a performer since probably I was three years old, but yeah. I was professionally performing for 25, 30 years uh, as an actor, as a singer um, and loving it, doing theater, doing lots of performances in clubs and having a lot of fun. And I felt the same pull happening in my career then as well, where I thought, I feel like I wanna do more with all of my talent in my performing career. um, I wanna kind of take that and roll it up and do something more with it. Um, And so it was around this time last year where I said, if I could take both my careers and merge them together and create something where I felt like I was fully present and fully in my skin, I would be in heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, Rachel, I was really, Grateful and also very fortunate to have been given um, a wonderful package when I left my company. Oh, uh, nice! And because of that, I was able to take the time to step back and say, "Okay, Erin, what do you want to do next?" And really identify the things I I, I didn't want to do anymore. I was kind of done with, and what were the things I was interested in? Where were my passions? And I really spent all of last fall doing that, mm-hmm. and with the intent in 2018 to package that up and then go find a job. I was, I was ready oh, to yeah. hit the workforce, right? And I was excited. <laughs> I really was. And then in December, uh, late December after Christmas, I lost my father unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting uh, revelation to me, I, I should say. Um, something changed inside me. And I couldn't figure it out. And it took me a good month to put words to what was going on inside. Mm-hmm. But what I remember stating to my husband at the time um, in January, I looked at him. I said, you know, pre-December 28th, I knew exactly who I was. I knew exactly what I wanted to do next. And I couldn't wait. But I said, now I feel like i meant to do something different. i meant to do something Completely out of my comfort zone, and really take this as a time of opening myself up to what could be. I felt like my father's passing had opened my world in a way I was not expecting, mm. and and so I kind of decided to dive into a workshop um, with uh, Tracy Pleshcourt, who is a wonderful, wonderful mentor here in the Twin Cities, and. And really, around the country, and works with women who are leaving corporate America and wanting to do their own company. Mm-hmm. And I decided to take this course, which is a twelve-week course, to find out what I want to do next. Kind of, what's my life path, and what ended up coming out of it was my own business, mm-hmm. um, which was unexpected. And and the the business really is incorporating all of my talents from the you know the creative agency, my business experience as well as my storytelling experience, because my one passion really is in story. I I completely and totally believe in story. I believe in the power of personal story and understanding our stories. And I want to connect folks to their inner selves and to get kind of understand their personal unique stories to find that unique voice and start to show up in the world fully, completely as themselves. Um, And that's kind of where the business has been growing ever since that's like May, that it started to to grow from from that idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really taking a lot of that, you know, experience that I have in cabaret, uh, in performance and taking those skills as well as a lot of the training I do for other performers, taking the essence of that and now bringing it into, you know, the non-performing world and working with people to find their stories. Um, And it's really beautiful to watch when people do find their stories, um, because when you really fully become yourself and you literally grab hold of, you know, those attributes and those traits and, and that passion that's truly you, um, and you grab hold of it and you show up in it. It is amazing what it does. Um, like I always say, and this is uh, Barbara Cook, who is, you know, a Tony award-winning actress and, and a true queen of cabaret. Um, you know, she always said, if you're able to be yourself, if you show up 100% yourself, there are, there is no competition. And I truly believe that not just for performers, I believe that for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, and I actually in the corporate world, what's interesting is I actually took that. When I was in business, I took that, the essence of that statement into my work world as well. When I really discovered, I would say probably in my 30s, in my mid-30s, I was sort of in my career and I start realizing I wanted to find, I wanted to, I wanted to be more of myself. I knew I was not showing up fully at mm-hmm. work. I knew there were times when I would be in a presentation or I might be in a room with a customer and I would hold back. I would kind of hold back my smarts or I would hold back not being fully myself because I was worried about what other people would say or how they were judging me. And that kind of cheated them in a way because I wasn't being fully me. And I knew it's time to kind of take that uniform off. Like I really want to be fully present. And I know when I was, it made such a difference in a room when I would be fully myself and not holding back. Um, And I think a lot of people tend to do that, or we do that. Mm -hmm. And I think people want to know, how do I not do that? Um, And, and I know how I, my, my coaching and the way my courses run, I teach you, I give you those tools and show you how to do that. And that is through discovering through your story. Um, it's, that's cool well,
1: yeah my gosh I love that you know just for myself too I know in a lot of my life I've held back mm-hmm. you know or not spoken up or or like kind of dimmed myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, yeah and I you know, think it's not really I my choice but because I thought I had to because mm-hmm. of you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know power structures and academia or whatever but um yeah, I think that's really powerful. And at some point, I think, you know, hopefully we're all awakening to that so that it's, it's okay and we can be ourselves. And, and it's not, we don't have to think about if someone likes what we're saying or not or, or whatever, but to just be our authentic self. Right, and I truly believe that that is really what people want.
0: Um, they really do want you to come to the table, your unique self. They really do. I think it makes us better leaders, but it also just makes us better no matter where we are. They, they want that because we don't all want to be the same. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and I remember, you know, my early years in corporate America, you know, I, I was learning. Obviously, we always learn in our early parts of our career. And I, I would look at people who I admired and I want to be like them. I want to be like them. And I would hold myself back. From maybe saying something in a meeting or saying something of how I felt about something or maybe held myself back from maybe disagreeing with something that they may have said because I thought, well, you know, they're wiser than I am or, you know, they have much more experience. Well, I should just sit here and listen and listen. And, and I felt I, and when I realized, you know, that was holding me back, that was holding me back from being my authentic self to them for them to say, wow. Good for you for standing up and and being who you are, Erin. Thank you so much for that, and 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 finding that courage to actually do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I just I I, I know I, it's interesting because I look back at my career and and so many people can when I. Talk about what the business is doing. What I'm trying to, how I want to inspire and guide um, professional women and really professionals in finding their unique voice and elevating that voice. Um, it's interesting how many people go, "Yeah, that that's me. That was me. I I, I do that, and I just don't. I, I How do I change that, or what do I need to do? And and I I just it, it's I know it sounds it sounds it sounds simple, and it actually is. It's really Let's dive in. Let's dive in and find out who you are, Rachel, right? You know? And, uh, you know, looking at those stories that really stand out in your life and really looking at them, one, why do they stand out? And then how are you showing up in those stories? And, and what are the things that really stand out in there? What are those traits? What was that experience? Um, what was the emotion? And then, then looking at it at a level of okay, so how is that showing up? It, it looks like this really excites you, and and my God, you shine when you you tell me this story. And how is this? How is that attribute showing up today? How is that trait showing up today in your life? And you'd be amazed how many people say, well. Kind of holding back. Oh well, it's a good question. You know, it's just that. Well, you know, I just don't have time, or you know, I get so bogged down, or the, things get in the way. And it's like, but, but look, if this is you, this is your new, unique self. People want you. They mm-hmm. don't want everybody to be the same. What what gives any organization um, strength is the the embracing everybody's differences. You know, you don't want everybody to be the same. Um, and what makes us more powerful. Is when we are true to ourselves and we mm-hmm. show up in that truthfulness. Um, and, and, and the thing is, everybody, most people are probably, they're already doing it to a level, but they feel this, this sort of, I don't know, this sort of wall in a way that it's something just gets in the way of like, I'm there fully, but gosh, I wish I could be all myself. I was talking to Somebody a couple months ago who had said, I just wish, and they're, they're a pretty high level person uh, at an organization, like they're, they're a, like a director level. And mm-hmm. they're just like, I wish. And I mean, smart, MBA, you know, very, very successful, smart, savvy, funny. I mean, just really kind and flat out said, gosh, I just wish I could go and be all myself at work. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, let's break through that let's break through that because you can be, Mm -hmm. you can be. Um, And, you know, I, I remember a moment in my career when that dawned on me. Um, And I, you know, I have to say, I think this business was born. I think the the birth of it actually happened about 15 years ago. Oh, okay. (laughs) My mind and, and how that would be is I remember In the late 90s, I do remember that I started to think, okay, because I was a performer as well as a businesswoman, and I remember wanting to incorporate my style into the business. So I started to say, I'm not going to dress like all the corporate people. I decided I want to have flair. So I started to add some flair, some creative flair to the clothes when I was at presentation. And it was fun because I felt like I was in my skin. When I had that on, when I knew I was wearing something that really was my signature, it really made me perform better. It made me show up better. It made me be real. So I felt that. And then I remember it was sort of in the early 2000s. And this is a time when, you know, in our world in Silicon Valley, corporate America, that area, they decided it was time to sort of consolidate down agencies, And at at times, a lot of corporations had a ton of agencies. We're talking like hundreds of agencies. And it got to a point where they decided, okay, it's time to um, consolidate them. So we had one major client um, that we had been working with for years. And we suddenly learned that they're going to now consolidate down to five agencies. Mm. And And that was scary for us because they were a huge part of our business. And we thought, oh, my goodness. And we had to compete against... Hundreds of agencies for this five positions. Oh, so, wow. so we went through all the, the steps you go through the RFP process and all that kind of stuff, and it got down to ten agencies. And those ten agencies then needed to go to the corporate corporation or the corporate um, campus and present, do a two-hour presentation. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they asked me to be part of that presentation. And of course, there's five of us, and our you know president was there, and our You know, vice president was there. I was there and a couple, you know, somebody who represented design, somebody who represented the copy, uh, copywriting. And we're, I mean, obviously nervous, scared, you know, the whole bit. And I remember, you know, going up to the corporate campus and our driver was driving us and, and I was in the back of the van and I was like, apparently the vice president's like, what is that noise? And I had no idea, but I was warming up as if I was warming up for a singing gig. Uh And I thought, oh my God, I had no idea. I was just doing that in the back of the van. So then we got to the corporate office and then we were down in the lobby and I was, you know, sort of in the lobby doing the same thing. And it was just this natural thing, Rachel, that was just happening. I wasn't intending on doing it. It It's just how it was. And then we go into this presentation and mind you, this was a massive presentation. There was like 25 people in this
1: room,
0: Uh U-shape, and then we had a bunch of people on the phone and Uh we dive into our presentation and- what happened was I've never really liked presentations in the past. And I know it sounds funny because I love to act, but the presentations always were, I was always nervous about presentations. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it was just, <laughs> I just didn't feel like my authentic self truly. And so our president went and he did a you know, fantastic job, of course. And he was using, you know, all the right you know, marketing lingo and all the business lingo. And he was doing a fabulous job. And then our VP went and she did the same thing. And of course my turn was next. And I have to be really honest with you. I've never been comfortable just using a lot of the lingo. Uh-huh. I, I just never have. It's like, I, I think I've made more success just being me, right? Uh-huh. And, but in these presentations, I'm like, okay, I have to do this. But I ended up, it was my turn. And what ended up having Rachel, is it was like something nice, switch. it was almost like, okay, you're on, let's go. And it was sort of all of a sudden, I felt like I was on that cabaret stage, I started to do my part and I made it a story, right? And I was looking people in the eye and I was making them, you know, laugh and they were, you know, nodding their heads and they were, you know, agreeing with me and they were asking me questions and they were engaged. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And and it was just (laughs) like, you know, they're like, well, you know, I told this great story because I was one of the case studies. And then we did the other presenters and then we were done. And then we left and then we head back to the office. And what was interesting is that later on the day, we got a phone call because we sort of knew the people who ran this and uh-huh. they had cut back and said, you know, you guys did really well. We have a feeling your guys are going to be chosen. And one thing that he did say, he's just like, you did a really great job. But, you know, one thing they should have done is they should have just had Aaron do the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> And yeah. it shocked me because, again, I don't like presentations, right? But then I thought, wait, what? And then I had to step back and I think wait what did I do and I realized I know what I did I was myself I tore the fourth wall down I looked them in the eye I spoke to them directly I I didn't use all these fancy terms and you know marketing lingo or anything I spoke to them like a real person Mm -hmm. and I made a connection and that was that realization that Aaron if you show up as yourself, you will be a success. Mm. That's success for you because they want you to be yourself. They don't want you to be somebody else. They don't want you to feel uncomfortable. They want to see who you are. They want to see the vulnerable side. They want to see the real side of you because humans want a connection. And I think when we are fully present in who we are and we show that, you make a connection that is so much deeper than when you just show up and just like you're exactly what they want you to be. Be who you are, and it mm-hmm. makes such a difference.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. What a yeah. no, that is a powerful story. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it really, it really led me through the rest of my career. And I will tell you, the times when I would go to meetings and I would show up like that person, when I would be fully present there not only did it make me feel successful and connected to everybody in the room, but when you show up fully present in your story and in who you are, what you do to a room is amazing. Because suddenly you look around, you realize everybody else in the room is getting a little bit more comfortable and they're getting a little bit more grounded and they're becoming more real in themselves. So I also think, when we are fully in our story and we are fully present in that, we tear that fourth wall down and we're there. Um, We also give other people that permission to do that. So we almost become leaders in that. Mm -hmm. And people see an example of that and they want that. They really do. People want to be connected. You know, I believe that it doesn't matter if you're in corporate America or you're, you know, with your family or with your friends or, you know, in a church. I mean, everybody wants to be connected authentically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just believe that, you know, our stories and who we are and showing up in that people want that. They really do. Yeah.
1: yeah. And tell me what you mean by the fourth wall. Cause you said that. Yeah. A and couple of times. <laughs> That's a good question. So,
0: um, so of course, uh, I'm, you know, I, I keep referring to my performing career and uh, I'm a cabaret performer. What I ended up doing is finding cabaret in 1993. So let me just tell you and the audience what cabaret is. It's, it's really personal storytelling um, by a singer through song interpretation. So you take a song, let's say you take a song like Over the Rainbow mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just not going to sing it and make it sound like Judy Garland uh, in uh, Wizard of Oz. I'm going to take that And I'm going to look at those lyrics and I'm going to interpret those lyrics as if there's my story Mm. suddenly becomes my over the rainbow. When you hear me sing it, you're going to hear a very different over the rainbow because I'm singing it from my personal story, from my personal point of view. And so it's also a very intimate form of performance. Uh, So cabaret you tend to see in a nightclub or there is especially, you know, it comes from New York well, originally in Paris, but, um, It's uh, in New York. They have a lot of cabaret clubs and it's an Mm -hmm. intimate form of theater in a sense, but the singer me creates a connection with the audience through my words and music. And so what happens, Rachel, is when I get on that stage, I get up there and I'm Aaron Duffy. I don't get up there and I'm a character in a play. I get up there, feel my feet on the ground. I look at you and it's Aaron Duffy. And I'm going to do this performance and you're going to hear stories. So there's what they call patter in cabaret, but it's story. I'm going to tell a story and then it's going to lead into a song. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And what's interesting about cabaret is when it's done and done well, when the patter or the sto- excuse me, the storytelling um, is done and it's intimate and it's personal and it's real Mm-hmm. and the connection to the song is real, that what happens is the audience feels a connection to it and it taps into their story. Mm-hmm. So you, and it's the, most, it's the most beautiful, intimate form of theater. And I have to tell you, I fell in love with it in 1993 um, when I was in Chicago um, seeing a, a beautiful, beautiful cabaret performer named Julie Wilson and a friend of mine invited me to Chicago, and I knew he knew Julie, and he invited me to an event, and he has been saying for years, you need to meet Julie Wilson. Well, this is my time. And I knew, she, I knew who she was, but I'd never seen her perform. So uh-huh. I get down there, and we're in this hall, and they announce her. She comes walking in, and you know, her hair is this up in this upward style with a gardenia, perfectly <laughs> that, and her makeup is flawless, and her dress was no joke of Bob Mackie. It was so beautiful, mm-hmm. and it was long, and dark, and sparkling. I mean, she was absolutely stunning, and then she get she got up on that stage, which was only made up of, it's always just a grand piano, usually, and a mic, and, and that's it, and a pianist, of course, playing the piano, piano, and you know, she looked at the audience, she smiled, and then she started to sing, and it was like this her interpretation of this music. She was doing some Cole Porter's, Porter piece and her humor. She told stories. She was beautiful. And she owned that stage. She owned the room. Mm-hmm. And, and my table was literally right next to her. I mean, I could literally get up and have touched her. That's how close it tends to be. Uh-huh. And I was amazed. And I looked at her and I'm like, I felt like she was singing just to me, even though there was like 100 people in the room. Mm-hmm. That's how intimate it is. And I, it was at that moment where I said, my like, God, that's it. That's what I want to do. What is that? Like, what do you call this? Because I had been telling stories through music probably since I was three years old. I love that part of theater by creating that connection from my story to the music, but I didn't have a name for it. And it was Julie that, boom, it was suddenly her, you know, that she she had that big aha. So I found Cabaret. And then, of course, I dug in deep at that point, And that really became really my area that I just, you know, loved and dove into. And so the fourth wall is basically in you know, um, cabaret in theater, usually you're up on the stage, you have characters and you're watching a scene and there's a, a, there's a false imaginary fourth wall because we're watching a play. We're seeing, you know, the characters do their thing and and we don't have that connection to them because there's characters in cabaret. We break the fourth wall. There is no fourth wall. So I'm up there and it's me. Yeah, it's me and I, I'm telling you who I am. I'm being very honest and open with you. I'm actually reaching out to you. It's just, there's no wall. You know who I am. I'm very open and honest about who I am. Um, and, and there's nothing like that feeling of making a connection like that. And like I say, in corporate America, I started to add that uh, in, into my world, you know, around that 2000, 2002 time when when I really realized I need to start, re- you know, I need to start take tearing down that wall. I need to start being all of me wherever I can, because not only did it fill me up and make me feel like, ah, I just feel, I feel like I'm, I, I'm doing something right. Uh-huh. You, I could feel the connection with people. That's what they like. They wanted me to be all of me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and I just, I can see what it does to people to watch them have that aha of when they come in contact with their true authentic self through their personal stories. And they, they I mean, the rediscovery is amazing to watch. Oh, um, I love
1: that. And then they're just like, oh my
0: gosh. And then what's interesting is they suddenly realize how... I want to. I want to do. I've always wanted to do X, but I didn't realize it. This just. This just empowered me to say, "Why not go do it? Be that person." It's just. It's amazing to watch that whole reveal happen. You mm-hmm. know, it's just. It's just glorious, and it it's absolutely glorious.
1: I oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. I, I. It resonates so much with me, just because in my. Um, my training and my PhD, Mm -hmm. my, my field exercise physiology had been primarily men, you know, and I go Mm -hmm. to a conference and present and I'm, I'm in the black suit, just like all the men, Mm -hmm. you know, to present. And then it really hit me later that there was a conference I was going to present at. I was like, I want a purple suit. I want a purple suit. And I, I looked around and couldn't find it and ended up, you know, just wearing my black suit, but it wasn't until later the the purple suit showed up in my life in a different way. And then I knew I was right on, on the right path at that time, but, yeah. you know, it just kind of what I was hearing, how I could apply this is, yeah. you know, I, I can wear my purple suit anywhere. Exactly. You know, and people want to
0: see that purple suit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's true, though. There and and you know what's interesting about the purple suit is that I swear when you wear that purple suit, you're like fully in yourself. You're just fully like, let's go. I'm ready. Right. Yeah. You know, you're, just, you're probably just shine. I mean, I and I just I I really just want people to shine. I really do because I know people can. Um, I want. We live sort of in a world where things are a little sometimes a little too inauthentic, and it's like no, oh, it's so. It's such a wonderful thing when everybody can just be authentic and be themselves yeah. and just just feel in their skin and feel fully present and and wanting to shine you know, we need shine. I like. Yeah, that.
1: yeah. <laughs> and we all have it in us. You know, yeah, we do. No matter how introverted someone it's thinks true. they are, or you know, whatever they think their personal, ta- you know, personality They're type exactly. is. You're exactly right. Yeah, we that. all yeah. have that.
0: Yeah, and I like to tell people that is that because they say, "Well, you know, you have this personality that you know has high energy and you're you're full of exuberance and and but what if I'm you know an introvert or shy?" And it's like that's good. Like, it's not about changing you. It's about embracing who you are and not being afraid to be all of who you are and allowing yourself to show up with no excuse. Yeah. It's, like, it's the beauty of it all. Um, I, I, I love that. I, I mean, I like what Jane Fonda always says, you know, she says the most incredible beauty and the most satisfying way of life come from affirming your own uniqueness. Yeah. And I just love that. Yeah, because that's true. Like we all show, we affirmed and, and we're in our uniqueness. What a beautiful world, you know? I just think it's it's something so attainable for everybody. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And it's
1: so liberating, liberating to embrace ourselves in that way. Like knowing right. that we are just, there's nothing wrong with us. Right, we're, exactly. Yeah. Everything's right. Yeah. Right,
0: right. Exactly, because I... I know there's many people, I mean, I, I know coming from, you know, the world of corporate and also even in performing, I have to tell you, even in the performing world, you feel it. You feel like, oh, there's always somebody better than you are. Mm-hmm. You're always comparing you to somebody else. And that is when I heard that, you know, Barbara Cook, you know, quote many, many years ago that if you show up 100% yourself, you have no competition. I mean, that really... Resonate it. Like, you're right, because nobody can be you. Nobody can. Your stories are yours. And you own them. If you fully are in that, guess what? You have no competition. And the world wants you to be that way. Mm-hmm. It really does. And that and just resonated with me so much. And I really lead from that. Um, with people like, who are you? Like, I want to find out all those unique qualities that really make you so, so amazing and give you the tools and guide you in every day being able to show, show up in that way, because guess what? The world wants it. Yeah, it's amazing,
1: Erin. Yeah. I love that you see that in people. You know, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, that's such a beautiful quality of you, and as a leader and performer and everything to to know that's you know that you see others that way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I like I do. that. Yeah, and you know, Rachel, it's been
0: it's been a part of me uh, ever since I was a little kid. It's so funny. My mother used to say to me, "You know, I always worried about you because." You, your head. You were always. How would you say your head was always in the clouds? You were always looking up and um, always looking at the bright side of things. Mm -hmm. Like and and even as a little kid, and uh, I've always been able to see that beauty that lies within everybody, and Mm -hmm. wanting to really elevate that. And I have to say, one of the the statements I had said over the you know the year before I had left uh corporate America is I said I'm I'm tired of feeling like a square peg in a round hole Mm -hmm. and I felt like that for a really long time now I loved my agency because we did creative work but I'm not a I'm not a technology person you know even though I grew up in Silicon Valley but but you know I, I I fell into it you know and I I loved it I mean obviously I made a very successful career out of it and really loved it but what happened was my soul was telling me it's like okay you've gotten the experience here but now it's it's time to start to feel like a, a square what is it a square peg in a square hole or whatever <laughs> a round peg in a round hole I mean I just it, it felt like because I wanted like I want to take all of this and give it back um, mm-hmm. and, and be fully in myself um, because I I just think it's time and I I love the fact that I know. Deep in my heart that providing people with those that guidance and those tools and showing them truly how easy it really is and giving them that strength to do it, I just I I, I just know it just it, it will fill me up because it will also fill them up.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: to me is is a real ultimate goal, you know. Yeah. Elevate other people.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. And then, so where did Inspiration Squared come from? The, the name, I'm curious.
0: Okay, so you're going to love the story. Okay. So last year when I left uh, my corporate job, um, my husband was so cute because he says, well, you know, because again, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I just knew I was going to do something different. And he says, you know, when you leave, we need to have a company name for you because you are leaving to do something next. You're not going backwards. You're not going to go do the same thing you're going because you want to define your new life. Mm-hmm. And he says, what, let's just come up with a, a, a company name. And so we were brainstorming one day and I told him, I kept saying, all I know is that I want, like I said earlier, I want to take all my you know, skills and my talents and my passions and do something where I feel like I'm giving back. And I said, I just, I want to be inspired and I want to inspire. Mm-hmm. And so we're like inspiration. Like he's like inspiration. And he types it up and then We got talking, I said, I just want to give back. And then we came up with the idea of squared because if I'm inspiring one person, then in turn they will inspire another, and so on and so forth. So the square is that.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, that's how that happened. And I just, and it's funny, Rachel, it it was an idea we had instantly on that Saturday, and then it became this. You know, name, which again, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I just knew that that was going to be who I was moving forward, whether I went back to a job, whether I did something else. Mm-hmm. This is who I'm going to be. And it really became the beginning of my brand in a way, mm-hmm. not realizing I was going to eventually do my own company. But I look back at that date and I just smile because yeah. I feel like there was this energy. Um, even a little bit of my mom maybe guiding me. My mom passed away in 93, and so Aww. she could get to see me do all this. But I I felt like a part of her was guiding me um, in that. I, I sort of am a pretty spiritual person and yeah. I sort of feel those kinds of things. And um and I just thought, I just felt like she had something to do with that because she sort of was my little cheerleader in uh-huh. a way. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's how it happened.
1: <laughs> that's lovely. Yeah. Oh, I, I, and I love when things feel like very deep and connecting yeah. and yeah, energetic and
0: yeah, intuitive, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I love that my husband helped me do it. And yeah. And it was funny because um, my husband and I just got married last year, uh, four days after I left my company. And not that they were connected at all, but it was just, it was so interesting that I left my company after 25 years and then I got married four days later. So as soon as I got married, when I look back, when my whole life was new, when you think it's like everything I knew, I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. Now I get to go forward and be all of me now. Who is yeah. you know, and it was kind of cool, and I'm glad that he was part of that. That naming because he is he is such a an amazing support and cool. such an incredible guide. I'm I'm honestly blessed, truly blessed. Um, yeah, yeah, for for that.
1: Yeah. So, any final thought or anything you want to wrap up with? Elevate your unique voice for the listeners.
0: Well, I I just think you know if there you know if people are if this is resonating with people. You know, um, I'm not surprised because I'm you. I am you. Um, I was you when I think I'm in corporate America. I mean, I always think, you know, um, I know you. You want to create a more visible personal brand to stand out in your organization. You know, you may want to develop a deeper, more impactful presence. You know, Um, you might want to have a new career and just don't know how to get there. I'm you I've been there I know these scenarios and it truly is a way to get there it's going to require knowing your unique story so you can move into that space um being your unique self and showing up that way and Mm -hmm. I understand story and it's it's beautiful because it is your unique self
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and you know I'm thinking about you as a performer, you know, Mm -hmm. there's this comfort you have in being seen, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think Mm -hmm. so many of us kind of, you know, hide or just are not comfortable being fully seen. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just see that in your work. You're you're allowing that for people because you fully see them.
0: Yeah. And I fully see them. And that's a really good point, Rachel, just to say to the listeners too, I was you. I have so many examples of the times where I, I didn't want to be seen
1: Yeah, or
0: I didn't know what to do, like what to say or whatever. And I, I, I have so many of those examples and I broke through that and mm-hmm. I figured out how to do that. But I can tell you, I have so many experiences like that and I understand, I really understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also know how we can break through that. And whatever that means for you, like everybody's being seen is different, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really defining what that is for you and getting you there. Cause oh, the world does want to see you. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So if any of our listeners want to connect with you and learn more about your work and your message, how would you like for them to do that?
0: Well, you know, I um, my face my my um, website's not up yet. It's going to be up in the next month or so. We're kind of finalizing a few things, so that's to come. Of course, that's Inspiration Squared, which is SQRD.com. But in the meantime, uh, you can definitely reach me on um, Facebook at Inspiration Squared, and then I also have a Facebook. Group, which is called Just Shine. And this is really for a community of people who want to understand the power of the story and how to connect to their inner self. And it's a great group for inspiration and support. And of course, that's where I'll be posting things about workshops coming up and my one-on-one coaching as well as um, the assessment. I put together an assessment for people to kind of fill out and then send to me and we can, you know, talk. I have, you know, a you know, free 30 minute discovery um, that we can do. So if this resonates, you know, definitely connect with me there. And of course you can reach me on email too, which is Erin Duffy at inspiration squared.com. And again, squared is sqrd.com.
1: Perfect, Erin. Thank you so much for being with us today.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you, Rachel. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate what you do here. It's lovely.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, listeners, my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You is on Amazon. My hope is that it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out. And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It's free to download and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your journey. For the links to download and subscribe, go to rachelapp.com. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.